Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And today's show is going to be fun. Who's going to be our guest today? Yeah, our old friend and former colleague uh, who has just uh, gotten some well-deserved recognition. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Warriors. We'll talk about Vernon Glenn, who works locally in television here in the Bay Area and has for many, many years covering sports. So he's going to join us in just a few minutes, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, because apparently he won an Emmy. That's right. We well a, well deserved. Now we got to get him an ESPY. Oh, th- can, we, can we get him an ESPY? <laughs> you know, Vernon, I- can we get you an ESPY? <laughs> <laughs> That would be a tough one to pull off. That would be a little tough, yeah. yeah. All right. uh, We're going to ask a uh, sports trivia question at each commercial break. Uh, This week's theme is general trivia. We We got one on tennis. We got one on baseball. We got one on football. Now we got the French Open going. We got, of course, the NBA championships. And baseball is in its full flower right now. So a lot of stuff going on. And uh, we got to let's see. By the time this airs, we'll have known whether or not the uh, Warriors. Win a championship again, although there's a possibility we may be coming back for one more game in the Bay Area. So, which actually know. wouldn't be bad because no. you know winning the Bay Area, yeah, winning fine. at home is nice. Just they can't, just can't do what they did last time, which was to lose three oh. in a row. And they're not going to lose four. four They'd have to row. lose four in a row. That's not going to happen. That's probably not going to no. happen. Not gonna All happen. right, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over seven and a half percent. Secured by real estate with no losses, by the way. That's I like not, that. That's not bad. No. Where else can you get seven per, seven and a half percent secured by conservative mortgages? You got me, man. Yeah, that's exactly. your, you're, that's, you're the expert. I'm just a you know. I'm like, I'm like Vernon, man. We we depend on guys like you. Well, that's that's what's we that's what we try to do. <laughs> yeah, doesn't get any more conservative than that. You got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney dot com. Uh, also, um, when if we have time, let's get into a little bit of the uh, Supreme Court deciding that uh, each state is now going to allow uh, whether uh, sports betting. That'll oh, be kind of, interesting. Like, okay. Kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, right. David Tepper, the uh, minority owner of the Steelers, buying the Panthers. I wonder if that's a conflict of interest. Ooh. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. This Father's Day, give Dad what he really wants. Brews and views on a Hornblower dining cruise. Feast on an elaborate buffet with bottomless beer and mimosas on the Beer Brunch Cruise. Or get dapper with Dad on a four-course seated dinner cruise. Spend quality time as you cruise under the Golden Gate and around Alcatraz. And relax while listening to live entertainment. Visit Hornblower.com to book your cruise today. Hornblower.com If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on the phone? Oh, we got Vernon Glenn on the phone. And before we get into all the specifics about what's going on in uh, the world of sports, uh, Edward and I just want to extend a personal congratulations to our good friend who, I, you know, a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners are not from the Bay Area. They don't know that Vernon has been working in television here for almost 30 years. And he's one of the most tireless workers I know because I see him at all the events. He covers mm-hmm. everything. And... He just got himself an Emmy, which was much deserved. And Vernon's uh, basking in the uh, and hold on, hold on, the fans yeah, go yeah. crazy. <sighs> <laughs> so Vernon, how you doing, man? Good to have you on the show. Okay, and and by the way, I will I will only sign flat objects, and please no flash photography, <laughs> <laughs> especially on the radio. <laughs> so uh, th- now. Tell us, because I've never been to one of these Emmy uh, situations. I know that you were up for the potential award. How many people did you have to compete against? 
Uh, I competed against one fella, uh, a guy from Fresno, and and just just for everybody's edification, it was the 47th Northern California Emmy Awards, and that includes the entire state of Nevada, the entire state of Hawaii, and all of Northern California, reaching far below Fresno, wow, all yeah. the way up through the rest of the state, so all those television markets, and um, and in almost you know thirty years, just uh, here in the Bay Area, I, I I've never thrown my name in the hat. I have never ever uh, you know competed in this thing or or or, or, or cast my name. I've just just never done it. And I, I and then one of our producers in the newsroom said, "Hey, look." You've been around forever. I mean, do it once. Yeah. Well, just, just, just do it just for that. So, so I, when you said you throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, I threw my hat in the ring, and then uh, along with, you know, I guess hundreds of other sportscasters, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I get nominated for, uh, I, believe, I believe it says, I believe the category is Outstanding On-Camera Sports Reporting Anchoring. Oh, man, so, that's uh, sweet. That's great. Sweet. Uh, that was it. And, yeah. Uh, I had all my peeps there, mom, dad. <laughs> In-laws, wife, sister, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and uh, and and it's just like it's just like the primetime Emmy Awards that you watch on TV. Nice. There's so, it's, carpet, it is black tie. It's 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 really. I mean, you you you, you walk in, you you get this this pre Emmy interview. It's streamed live. It's it's it's, it's lights, camera, action. I mean, you you go to your seat in this theater. The the San Francisco Jazz Theater, and um, and you, you know you sit in your assigned seats, and um, and uh, they you, you sit there, and you wait for your category to be announced, and you you know you you you, you hold your wife's hand or whatever, or you, you you clench, you 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 hold your breath, you not, not really not really uh, knowing you know what it's like. I had nothing to compare it to, and yeah. they call your name, nice, and then everything. Is a stream of consciousness. Yeah. That. Well, it's funny too because you had you said you had your family there. I mean, they they could have come all the way out from Virginia and then said, "Wait a minute, I, I came out here to, to to see you which watch you win. What would happen if you didn't win?" <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the the champagne would have been just as tasty. Yeah. It, it, it'd have to be on one of those. Well, just to be nominated. Yeah. Okay, well, that's true. See, the thing about Vernon that a lot of people don't realize, and those of us who know him, is that he absolutely, and you have to, I think, to a certain degree, if you're working on television or radio or any of these mm-hmm. performance, uh, and I say performance because you, you are performing, even though you're a reporter, yeah. he absolutely loves what he does, and it reflects yeah, in his yes, work, absolutely. and he's Mr. Positivity. He's yeah. always looking at the glass as half full yeah. because we're working in sports. We're not covering news. We're not covering tragedies. Yeah, that's true. And there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of long hours and, and weird hours, and it's it's taxing, but he is has uh, been doing this, uh, you know, he's like at mile 20 in a marathon. He's got another six or seven yeah. mile, more miles to go before he, he can kind of slow down. Well, and so. even, though we're, even though we're friends, I mean, I, I, could, I think I could even objectively say that, uh, you know, because I've I watched, you know, enough sports casters that I would I would have voted for you, too. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. This is very nice. Yeah. They, you know, it's funny, you know, you get up there and uh, they, they, they hand you this award. They, they've got a there's a nice little jazz trio, a nice little band on stage, and uh, and uh, they t- they tell you, you know, if you win, you got 30 seconds. Oh my gosh! And so uh, you know, you, you you get up there, and um, and I mean, I don't, know, I, I I just remember just bits and parts of, of what I was saying and thanking and whatever, and I then you start hearing the music, 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, remember Martin Landau won a Best Supporting Actor Award years ago, and he was right in the middle of his speech, and they said, the music started, and he goes, no, I've I got more to say, and they swept him off the stage. <laughs> or or you should have done the uh, Sally Fields, you love me, you really love me. You really like me, yeah, <laughs> really yeah, like yeah, me. yeah. Well, Vernon, you know, we've got to talk um, about the Warriors. It was, it was all well and good, and yeah. then you walk off the stage uh, to the back tree, you get about 10 steps off the stage. And then they, they take the trophy out of your hand. Yeah. It's like, here you go. You get it for 10 seconds. Now we're going to give it to well, yeah. well, this is in the real one. It's yeah. kind of a prop. Yeah. Your, your, your real one is just, just right down the hall in that room. It's, oh, sweet. You walk down the hall. You walk in this room. You you, you sign your name on this on, on this form. And they uh, they open this box. And there she is. Nice. Wow. Take nice. her out. And it's all engraved. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome, dude. Well, yeah. that, you know, that, I, could, I could see do them doing that because you know that, that way it's untouched. You know, nobody Fresh. can accidentally drop it. You know, and, right. And, right. Yeah. Well, and uh, we're talking about awards. Hey, listen, the Warriors, as we speak, may have already won. This show airs on Saturday, so that they may have swept Cleveland, or there may be one more game as a formality back in the Bay Area. Vernon, you've been covering the Warriors now throughout this run, as as I've been lucky enough to do. What do you think about this team in, the, in this postseason run against Cleveland? I mean, these three games, everybody thought they were going to blow them away. They, you look on paper, and, and one or two of these games look like one-sided games, but they have not been one-sided no, no. games. These have been terrific battles and great theater for fans who love the NBA. I'll just say this. It's just, it's just that explosive third quarter. They call it death yeah. on three, when they just, yeah. uh, they just, attend, they just, they just get hot. Just run away from you, and there's just no answers for it. And 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 I, I, I especially enjoyed Game Three because in Game One and Two, which was in Oakland, there was always the yeah, but yeah, but this call, yeah, but that call, yeah. the charge, the block, the yeah, they didn't have this. But yeah. Game Three was a game that was in Cleveland. Yeah. They got all the calls. Everything was going their way. Yeah. There was nothing that any Cleveland fan could complain about. I mean, everything was yeah. on their terms, and still, it, it wasn't enough. They need they, they, they Cleveland needed Steph Curry to be have an off night. He had he an did, off yeah. night, and then Kevin Durant he just explodes for forty three, a career high, and, uh, and 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 it's just like LeBron said, James said after in, in, in the in the post interview. Oh, by the way, my ride's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you live in the suburbs. What, is, what in the world is going on back there? Jeez. Anyway, LeBron James said, that, hey, you know, you just have to be hot on every possession. Or guys like like, like yeah. AD are, are just going to... Yeah, gonna kill you. They, and, and it's cra- it's crazy because Le- when LeBron scores for fifty one, they lose. Well, and and you people know, say it's LeBron and nobody else. Yeah, you know, Kevin LeBron loves a pretty good. Oh, he's very good. Yeah, three other all stars, potential Hall of yeah. Famers on his team surrounding him. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I LeBron made a comment last night, or when I we are recording this game the day after Game Three, he made a comment last night that I thought was really cool. He said, "Playing the Warriors is kind of like playing the New England Patriots. You cannot." make a mistake you can't have a my bad kind of moment otherwise they're going to kill you that sort of sums it up doesn't it yeah well you know he's he's got to be gassed i mean he's just taking too much he had an ankle problem you know i mean he fought his way through that give lebron credit man he's playing his heart out hey guys we're going to uh, cut to now the question is before edward goes to break now the question is 
what does LeBron James do now? Oh, yeah. You, you mean, does he go to L.A.? Yeah, no, I know. I'm thinking about where he maybe tries to go to the Warriors. I hope he go, I'd love to see him go to L.A. if he's going to leave yeah. Cleveland because I think that would reignite the Warriors-Laker rivalry. Oh, it would. We wouldn't have, we've never had those two teams great at the same time. No, that's true. That's a good point. Hey, yeah. uh, cutting to a commercial break here. Uh, this, this one's tennis, all right? Who hit an underhand serve to beat Yvonne Lendl for the 1989 French Open title? Oh, I should know that one. I should but, know that one, yeah. okay? Uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. <laughs> I was going to say, Rick Barry. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was basketball <laughs> underhand for the free throw. Yeah. Okay, here's our trivia question again. Who hit an underhand serve to beat Yvonne Lendl? For the 1989 French Open title, that was you know, 29 years ago. How am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> well, How's Vernon supposed to remember that? Because we could hit it. Because uh, <laughs> even I could hit it underhand, right? Uh, okay. You know, not, not 100 miles an hour, but Fair <laughs> all enough. right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home. But they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Emmy Award winning Vern Glenn. I'm going to have to keep saying that all the time now. Uh, <laughs> for another year. For another year. That's, that's, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, first trivia question was, who hit an underhand serve to beat a, to defeat Yvonne Lendl for the 1989 French Open title? God, almost 30 years ago. Yeah, you got to want to venture a guess on that one, uh, Vernon. I'm, I'm stumped. I'm, uh, yeah, 30 I mean, you'll know the player. I'm sure I know the player. I just don't remember the. I rem- and I do remember. I remember how that occurred, but I just my brain, you know, 66 years old or certain things. Uh, like, I, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, you got to think good guys like Matt Spielanders, Michael Chang, Michael Chang, Michael Chang. Yeah, yeah. Guys, you got guys like that. So we're, we're we're in that 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 era. I mean, you got to go back that far. So I, yeah. I, it's funny because you wonder. Um, I, I'm wondering why he hit it underhand, just to kind of throw him off. Or something? Oh, yeah, it's a lot. You know, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Is it Michael Chang? Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, great. Yeah, probably. You know, usually when those guys see uh, see somebody like way behind the baseline, they'll just they'll just do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a fin- yeah, You know, yeah, men don't right, play as much of the finesse game, but when they do. It can really mess you up. You remember Bobby Riggs was a hustler, and for mm-hmm. years the reason he was so good was that he would hit these drop shots and these spin shots, and he would drive people crazy. He was a little hustler. He made a ton of money doing that, <laughs> but he didn't, you know. And he was a good pro player way, way back in oh, the day. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, you know, tennis at French Open. Uh, I, I'm not keeping up with it as much as I should because it's just not. I hate to say it. This is going to sound really nationalistic, but it just. We don't have the kind of American players that we used to have. We don't have a Pete Sampras anymore. Or a John McEnroe. Or a John McEnroe. <laughs> or, a, or a Jimmy Connors or an Jimmy Arthur Ashe. We don't have those guys anymore. And, and some of the women, you know, we got the Serena Williams and, and, and Venus who are amazing, but it, the men's game is just really lacking in, in can, the United put, States. How can you put Connors in the same sentence with Arthur Ashe? Yeah. Wasn't Arthur Ashe quite a. Uh, uh, a professional, you know? he was more dignified. He did more yeah. dignified. That's yeah. the, a lot <laughs> more the dignified. Connors, but it's just yeah. kind of, you know, I, th- I think of or all the arguing or McEnroe yeah. and all the arguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever interviewed any of those guys, uh, Vernon McEnroe or yeah, Jimmy Connors? Arthur, Arthur Ashe is from my hometown. Rich, really? And yeah. and, um, and uh, Arthur is is seen as a as a pioneer as being the you know the first black uh, yep. uh, uh, superstar you know, on, on the tennis circuit. Yeah, and. Um, and he was uh, he was always kind of a I almost said bitter, but uh, but he was always just kind of apprehensive on 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 praise and stuff like that. I mean, this guy came from uh, he came from an area where you, you know, he, he wasn't allowed you know in the you know at, 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 at the, the play tennis at the club. Yeah, he had to yeah. play at all the public parks. He just there were just so many barriers hmm. that, you know that that he, that he had to cross. So so when he made it. His his response was a uh, oh, oh 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 you care now 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you can't yeah. blame him. Yeah, Who sure. can blame him? You put any sure. put any of us in in that man's shoes, and I'm thinking 99% of us are going to do the same thing, if not yeah. worse. Yeah. And I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. You know, we no, have no idea what it must have been like growing up in the 1950s and early 60s uh, during that time in your neck of the woods back there in Virginia. If yeah, you were I, got, I got a chance to interview him early in my career in the uh, in the mid 1980s. So yeah. uh, while he was still still kind of uh, kind of kicking away there. Hey, speaking of guys that are late, great, you know, Dwight Clark passed away recently. The former Ah. 49er wide receiver had ALS. It was a short, really tough battle. It all hit us hard here in the Bay Area. Vernon, I don't know what your personal experiences with with Dwight were. You know, I got to cover him real closely. I got to know him a little bit. I'm sure because of your outgoing personality, you must have had some great sit-downs with him. Just give us a little reflection on the late Dwight, uh, the late, great Dwight Clark. Well, I, obviously, I would always see him at social venues and fundraisers and stuff like that. And when he walked in a room, everything lit up. He had the kind of he had the kind of personality where you could just sit down, have a beer with him. You just got, you, know, you didn't really get into any deep conversations with him. But I mean, but it was it was it was the it was it was it was it was like the golf tournament kind of kind of conversations you'd have with him. But I always remember. No matter what it was, I mean, you you just could not have a conversation with him without without laughing, without smiling. He didn't even have, he, he didn't even have to know your name, mm-hmm. but, but you but you but you felt like you you you, you, you felt like he, he genuinely cared about you enough to, to, to kind of hold a conversation with you. Yeah, it was like everybody's buddy, everybody's friend, even though, even though he may not know you. He made, he, he made you felt pretty good by the time you finished talking to him. I want to tell just a real quick story, and I know we got a lot of other things to cover. I, I was in an uh, airport coming back from Chicago covering the San Francisco Giants game uh, series back in 1993 during an amazing year, and we're stuck in O'Hare. There's a horrible storm, and I'm sitting there reading a book in the waiting area, and I'd covered Dwight closely along with all those great 49er teams in the 80s, so we got to know him casually, but, you know, never friends. So I'm sitting there all of a sudden this giant hand, grabs my shoulder. I look up, and there's Dwight's face about three feet away with a big smile. How you doing, man? Yeah. And he sits down, and we had this wonderful conversation. I don't remember. As you said, it was just you know just two guys talking for about an hour. And that's the kind of guy Dwight Clark was. And for those listening out there that don't know who Dwight Clark was or don't really know much about him, he made the catch that's probably the most famous pl- sports play in the Bay Area that ushered in the Niners' five Super Bowl uh, titles of, in, over a 14-year period. It beat Dallas in the NFC title game. I was lucky enough to cover it, and there's nothing quite like a moment like that. And that that cemented him in the hearts of fans, I think, in the Bay Area and all around the country for for all time. So I'll take it one step further, Bruce. I, I, I would bet you to say that catch, and we're talking about the 1981 NFC Championship game, Sprint, right? Option with Joe Montana throwing just—it looked like he was throwing away. Yeah. And Dwight Clark went way upstairs to catch it away from Everest Everson Walls to, yeah. to 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 win. Well, not to win the game, but to put the 49ers ahead late in the game. But I would say that is the single most iconic sports play in Bay Area sports. No question. Yeah. No question yeah. about it. And, you know, as much as we love the. The other teams around here that, as we mentioned, it ushered in the, the most fabulous period of four, five titles in 14 years. No other team has had quite that kind of success except for maybe the Patriots. Patriots uh, yeah. yeah. So well, people forget about that game is that 
the Cowboys came back. Oh, That's yeah. right. And, and uh, only a it wasn't there. for Ronnie Lott almost. Actually, it was, it was Eric Wright who horse-collared Drew Pearson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, who was getting away? I mean, yep. that, I mean that that won the game. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, and in in this day and age, that tackle that Eric Wright made on Drew Pearson, they would have added 15 yards on and put the Cowboys immediately in the field goal range, which they could have uh, kicked the field goal and won the game in the final seconds. So, yeah, because didn't Danny White fumble at he, the on end? the next play? The next play he was hit by a guy named uh, Jim Stuckey and the Stuckey, defensive yeah. lineman, and Lawrence Pellers fell on the ball. I was sitting next to Monty Stickles, former. 49er tight end who was a local sportscaster here for years, and Monty was a piece of work. And I, I get this, you know, Monty was so exuberant. He pounded me on the back. He goes, ah, I can't believe it. I go, Monty, man, you're going you're gonna to kill me, buddy. Come on. So I was wondering about that where um, players or, like in the Warriors case, Mark Jackson was the coach, and right. then immediately Steve Kerr comes in and has all the success. Uh, you wonder, like for Monty, okay, he he, played, he didn't really plan in too many good no, no, he teams. played on a lot of mediocre teams. He was a he was a dirty player. He was a smart player. He would get in people's faces yeah. and he would irritate them, and then they would get penalized because yeah. he would spit on them or insult them <laughs> and get them riled up. And then he then he'd go to the referee and he goes, "Watch this guy. He's yeah. being kind of tough." The next play, he they, was a, he, he was the Forty Niners Bill Romanowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Romanowski. Your good, mama wears army boots, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the um, yeah. so I, I kind of wonder like. Okay, so Monty Pounds on the back. He's excited yeah. because it's like quote his team. Yeah. But I wonder if there's a part that is this kind of a little bit of jealousy. No, I don't. No, think you don't so. think so? No, they, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I think they may be the, certain athletes, but I doubt it. I really do. Or, or I, four or forty or four. Yeah, or he just Giants you know, players. No, you know? I think players look at their their old team as kind of like we look at our colleges. You know, uh, we look at our high schools. Uh, we really care and we really are proud. When they do something after we've left, and okay. I think Monty was always that way about the 49ers. He he bled uh, uh, gold and, and scarlet. So yeah, he was a character though. Boy, the late great Monty Stickles, one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. <laughs> would, would he agree to that? He wouldn't like hearing that, but he would probably agree with that. Yeah, I didn't mean, he, he just passed on, didn't he? About five years about ago, five years Monty ago. took yeah. a job once. This is a funny story, and I want to go off on a tangent about Monty Stickles. But he took a job once in the off season as a bouncer at a funky bar in San Francisco. And if he, he would size up the meanest, nastiest-looking guy who was coming into that bar, and he'd put his hand in the guy's chest, and he'd say, you're not coming in. And the guy would say, what do you mean I'm not coming in? He goes, I don't like the looks of you. You're not coming in. And this one guy took exception, this big African-American guy, yeah. and Monty punched him. And Monty t- tells the story. He said, I punched the guy, and his head went on a swivel, and it hardly even moved him. Monty was a big guy, 6'4", <laughs> about two. 240. Yeah. This guy cleaned Monty's clock. <laughs> and Monty laughed about it afterwards. He, Monty loved to fight. He got the you-know-what beat out of him. So anyway. anyway. Well, you know, I can, I can appreciate a guy at least admitting it. Yeah, you no, know, Monty, like, Monty was – and it was funny. Monty was Notre Dame, uh, a Notre Dame product, very smart guy. But, uh, yeah, and more, uh, you got to know Monty a little bit. You, you, you ran into him a few times, didn't you, Vernon? He was kind of finishing up uh, – his career here when you were just starting here in the Bay Area, wasn't it? That's he? right. Yeah, yeah. He was he, he was he was on the elevator down as I was uh, starting at uh, NBC Cron. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, that's Forever right. Ago. And yeah. you and you and you kicked as you know what, didn't you? You told him what's <laughs> what. All five foot three of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, hey guys, another commercial break here. All right now, this one's a baseball uh, question. You guys might know this one. What Major League Baseball player retired with the same number of home runs as his father? 
Oh, wow. Wow. That's kind of interesting. That is question. a good one. I know, I'd never heard this one, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And you'll you'll know the players, obviously. Okay. Uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this baseball question, what major league player retired with the same number of home runs as his father? And it's so funny because I think of, like, the same number. This is not the answer, but, like, uh, Mel Ott hit 511 home runs and... Cy Young won 511 games. Yeah. So it's just kind of, I mean, totally unrelated, but it just kind of reminds me. How about Willie question. McCovey and Ted Williams? McCovey, same, same number of homers, and Willie's idol was Ted Williams, and Ted Williams got to know Willie okay, and gave him some but tips. that's not the answer. That's no, not the father's side. No, okay, I know. No. Don't touch that. <laughs> don't touch that tile. Sports Econ okay. 101 will be right home. This Father's Day, give Dad what he really wants. Brews and views on a Hornblower dining cruise. Feast on an elaborate buffet with bottomless beer and mimosas on the Beer Brunch Cruise. Or get dapper with Dad on a four-course seated dinner cruise. Spend quality time as you cruise under the Golden Gate and around Alcatraz. And relax while listening to live entertainment. Visit Hornblower.com to book your cruise today. Hornblower.com Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. 
Sleep Number presents a bedtime story. You know how 9 out of 10 couples prefer a different mattress firmness? Yeah, what's with the 10th couple? Well, they don't have a bed that adjusts on both sides to their ideal firmness, comfort, and support. Their Sleep Number set. We should help them. Good thing we got great sleep. 10th couple, we got you! Does your bed do that? Right now, during the Sleep Number semi-annual sale, find final clearance savings on the Queen C4 mattress, only $10.99. Save $500, our lowest price ever. Plus, special Memorial Day weekend financing ends Monday. To find a store near you, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, former colleague of ours at Sports Econ 101, the famous Vern Glenn. Uh, second trivia question. What Major League Baseball player retired with the same number of home runs as his father? I'm going to let Vernon take a stab at that one because I'm, right, I'm drawing man, a I, You got one? Uh, Boy. Oof. It's not the Griffies. No. It's not the Bonzes. It's, still, it's not the, not Bonses. the Griffies? Yeah. It's not the Griffies, no. Not the Griffies. It's, it's certainly not the Bond. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, his dad was uh, Give a, us a player hint. for Detroit. Detroit. Hmm. And who and did he, he play for? Give us one his more. His son hint. also played. And, and, uh, his son, um, I can't. Uh, he played for Milwaukee. I think he. I can't remember if he played for um, for Detroit. A pretty good high uh, pre- number of homers. Some these are uh, well known. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Well number. over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, not that long ago, really. Man, I'm sure you it's... ready? Yeah. Detroit, Detroit, gee, I'm trying to think of Detroit players with sons in the... Uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, there's there's Cecil Fielder and... That's it. Prince oh, Fielder and Cecil really? Fielder, yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, both of them played for Detroit. And didn't didn't they have kind they of a falling out or something? Wow, that, that, that's a crazy statistic. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I wonder who was... I guess Cecil was a bit bigger. Yeah. The older one was a bit bigger. The younger one, though, was... I remember he got tagged out at the plate in the second game of the World Series at, in San Francisco. Yeah. That was a well, huge was, play. They, yeah. they were both really huge guys. Yeah, yeah. they were. But Sweethearts, I mean, he, too. Yeah, I remember his, oh, really? Okay. Oh, bo- yeah. both of them were great guys. You know, you look at Cecil, and he... The, the senior, guy, yeah. he was not a... You know, he, he was built like an offensive lineman, yeah. but he uh-huh. was nimble on his feet. I remember going to a game at Tiger Stadium when I was in Detroit covering a hockey series, and he made a play at first base... That was the last play of the game where he just – it was a gold glove kind of play. Wow. And you wouldn't expect it from a guy 270 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. Very good. Amazing, yeah. So, uh, guys, I, okay, so I want to ask you a question here about uh, David Tepper, who's the minority owner of the Steelers, buying the Panthers. So isn't there a problem with that? Uh, it says here Richards, the seller, purchased the team – oh, that, that's actually uh, uh, on the side, mm. okay? Richard, so we want to answer that question. Do you guys have a problem with that? Also, Richards, the seller, purchased the team, the, talking about the Panthers, in 1993 for $206 million, and he's going to sell it for $2.1 billion wow. uh, this year. But you know uh, what, well, though? This, uh, Mr. Richardson, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's like old-school, old-time Baltimore Colt. Yeah. Oh, is there, oh, okay. Well, here's the funny thing. So you go, okay, $206 million, and now two. Two billion, hmm. you know, the rate of return's got to be like super high, fifty times or something. No, it's nine point three two percent compounded monthly. Oh my gosh, which, yeah, which is I'll, good, but not, I mean, of yeah, course, yeah, you're coming yeah. up from a math guy. Here, hey, you know? Vernon uh, Richardson, you know, very very uh, respected in the league circles, but wasn't he also one of these guys who was accused of sexual harassment? Isn't that why he got out of the, the business? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that's why he got out of it, and I don't know what the what the final litigation of those allegations were, but uh, but he was very well respected, and he's one of the few owners, maybe the only owner, Bruce, who whose season tickets were uh, in the end zone up a level because he's as a player he was so used to 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 seeing the game 
on that that that, that all twenty two the you know, the film mm-hmm. just to kind of like see the plays develop. He wanted to sit there so we could see the plays develop in front of him instead of huh. you know some suite at the fifty yard line up a level. He, that's, that's that's how much uh, that's how much of a. I guess disciple of the game, Mr. Richardson was. Well, so so question for you: uh, Do you guys have a problem with him being a minority owner of the Steelers and buying the Panthers? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that's. Yeah, but how, how yeah. do you? But how do you know? How do you know? Eventually, uh, he is not going to uh, sell the shares, his interest in the Steelers, to become the minority, the, yeah. the majority owner of the. How do you know he's? He, how do you know he's not? Well, he needs to do that. He needs to do that right now. I mean, you yeah. sh- you should not be in a business where you can own, a com- you know. Two, two. You know, Joe Lacob was a minority owner of the Boston Celtics, right? And he and he and he had to cash in his minority stake in order to get the Golden State Warriors. I bet I bet you there's something to that. Yeah, yeah probably that, that, that would make sense. Yeah, because yeah. if 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 he hangs on to both, I think the NFL's in big going to be in some big trouble. The media is just going to pounce on that and blow it up. Hey, come on, they've life. never done anything in prior. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, but the actress Kate Mara and her sister, I forget what her first name is, also by the last name of Mara, uh, uh, the, the, the older sister was in the Academy Award winning film Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yeah. And uh, Kate Mara, Rooney Mara, the first season of the Netflix hit House of Cards, starring Kevin Spacey, among other projects. But in any of the, what I, but, but my point is, they are the granddaughters of Wellington Mara. Is that right? The New York Giants. Did huh. not know that. And by, and by marriage, they're related to the the, the Rooneys. Um, the the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steeler owner. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, it, it's in each other's contracts. If they're if they're filming a movie, and either team is in the Super Bowl, they are allowed to. Uh, take leave from filming in order it. to watch the game. I love it. That is great. <laughs> That's great. That's a great little uh, story there, Vern. I, I love like it, that. man. I love that. All right, so uh, moving on here for just a minute. The yeah. Supreme Court decides each state is now allowed to decide if it wants sports betting. So I wonder what impact that's going to have uh, on Vegas. Mm. And also, uh, will the NFL become pop- – remember, the NFL is kind of declining a little bit, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, would it become more popular – uh, you know, they lost some ratings due to Kaepernick. But they're still making more money than ever, probably because yeah, it, it, this yeah. is really all about money. I, it is. Yeah. This would, I, think this would, I think this would boost the low revenue states. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I would think, I mean, if, 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 if the states are allowed to keep a lot of that money that's being wagered, I, I, I see nothing but a plus for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would think also, you know, you're, you're going to get more viewers, even if people stopped watching or whatever, if suddenly, oh, well, now I can bet on it. You know, now they yeah. have a vested interest in it. It's amazing. Betting is is obsessive. It's almost, it, well, it's just as virulent, and I say virulent in a negative way, as drinking. You know, there are people that, yeah. that ruin their lives uh, because of the, the, the habits of betting. Vernon, you know, you've been in the sports business a long time. Have you ever run into anybody in your profession or in a related profession or even a, an athlete who has, uh, has had an obsessive, compulsive um, need to bet on sports events? Well, a lot of them do. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan does. I know yeah. that uh, Charles Barkley does. I know these guys, they, they, they bet a lot of money. They, they gamble a lot, but they have a lot of money in order to be able to do that. I mean, where, where if they lose... It's just they're just losing disposable income. I mean, yeah. it's not you know they're they just make it back, boom, like that. So, uh, but 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 I, I don't know of offhand of 
of, of an athlete who plays or played and and essentially maybe lost it all just from from betting. I don't know anybody that has that kind of disease. Yeah. That would be tragic. Now, I knew I, I went to oh, school way. with a guy who, unfortunately, he had a very sex, successful career, and his life was sidetracked. He lost his wife. He lost his home. He, his yeah. kids were estranged. He lost everything because he couldn't stop betting. He had to go to Gamblers Anonymous, and even after that, yeah. he was still having problems you know, going it's down. It's tough because the thing is, even if you win, it's like you keep betting until you well, eventually lose it all. Just it's because, an obsessive, yeah. you know, it's like drinking. It's, yeah, well, it's funny. I, I got a quick little story here. Um, I remember being 25 years old, and so we're not, we're talking 1985, right? Okay. okay. And I remember having... You know, You're little, that old? I, I'm very old, <laughs> yes. Fifteen uh, uh, History was only a 15-minute class when I was younger, because <laughs> there wasn't too much history. Um, so I, I came up with this sort of a mini system mm. on craps, where you could literally have the odds were in your favor four to one on a specific bet, but you'd only win one sixth of your bet. So technically, if you kept betting, you'd, you'd eventually still lose to the house. Okay. Right. Well, the the I put sixteen hundred dollars as a one time bet, which you were twenty five years old in nineteen eighty five. That's a lot of money, yeah. right? Not expecting to lose out of that one out of six time or one out of four times, right? And uh, and I lost it. Ooh. And. I because I had won before, you right. know, like on other trips, and I th- I thought, oh, oh my gosh, I I just lost sixteen hundred dollars, and then I bet another four hundred dollars over the period of about thirty minutes trying to chase it, and I lost that too. Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, and so I'm down two grand, and here's the funny thing, it was the cheapest, most or ex- most expensive, cheapest lesson, if you however you want to put yeah. it, because it took. Any gambling bug right out of me. Good. And so sure. that I could literally go into a casino without any problem and just kind of say, okay, I'm going to take $100 and do, you know, and just either play slots or, or blackjack or whatever. And and just totally, I, it's weird. I, it came a point where I almost started mailing my money up there because it was well, cheaper. Well, isn't it, Vernon, maybe you know this too, and, and Edward, tell me if you do. Yeah. Isn't it, there's some statistic I heard that. Every, for every dollar that goes into a, that you know you you bet in the in the casino, the casino is guaranteed to keep um, is, is guaranteed to make ten cents off of every dollar. Basically, I, I don't know that. Yeah, I mean they, yeah. they they if you go in there, for instance, you play the slots. The slots is the biggest joke yeah. of all. Yeah. I mean you're you're yeah. guaranteed to lose. <laughs> it's just but, except that you know it's funny my my father in law's like living companion. Back in 1986, I think it was, she won the largest quarter slot in Calneva history. She How won much? a million quarters, two hundred fifty thousand. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's funny because when they, they kept about uh, half of it after Uncle Sam. Well, got his well, share. here's the funny thing is that they they said, well, here's the catch though, we're going to pay you twenty five thousand a year for ten years. That's a good deal. It's still good. Yeah, but she says, I ain't gonna live that long. You know, for Southern girl, sure. right? She says, she goes, I just just give me a check now. And uh, and so they figured out like based on interest rates and all that stuff, and they still wrote her a check for about one hundred and thirty grand. So they didn't nice. cheat, they didn't really cheat her. No. And nice. then after taxes and all that kind of stuff, she bought a few things. But uh, yeah, a million quarters. Wow! Wow! wow. Yeah. And it was really funny because they took a picture of her in front of the you know in front, front of the, of the, the slot, winning right. Of course, yeah. And 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 Duke, my father in law, was like playing slots somewhere else, so he didn't know. And so she says, "Hey, Duke, look at this picture!" Right, expecting him to kind of go, "Oh my God, you won!" Right, and he goes. 
That's a mighty fine picture, you Vesta. <laughs> Duke, I just won a million quarters. Uh, that's well, great. that's mighty fine. You know, that's, that's, that's southern great. hospitality. That's great. <laughs> you know, we got Vernon Glenn on the phone right now. You know, this is going to be totally out of left field, Vernon. I got to ask you this because Vernon just won an Emmy for outstanding reporting for many, many years here in the Bay Area, working in television almost thirty years. Vernon, for young people out there who might be listening, and we've got a few out there that are probably interested, why did you want to become a sportscaster, and how did you get into this profession? Uh, I wanted to be a sportscaster ever since I was in the tenth grade. Uh, it was uh, it was just it was just something that just kind of came to me. I uh, I was always talking about sports. I, I played sports in high school. I was always writing about sports, and uh, and it wasn't until I was maybe watching you know NBC Game of the Week. I didn't believe Vince Scully was doing the game, and I and and, and it, it just dawned on me that uh, hey, you know, this is something that I that I would like to pursue, and. Um, and I, uh, I, I can remember watching my, my favorite sportscast, my favorite local TV sportscaster at the time, a guy named Ken Strayhorn, just going, hey, this is, you know, that, 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 that's something that I would, I would want to be. I mean, what, what, what a job. I mean, mm. all sports, uh, all the time, every day, it's, it's, it's what you, 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 you write, you, you, you report it. It, 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 was just, it was just a natural for me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I graduated in a very small class at my high school, and, uh, while everybody was being, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or a finance guy or whatever, I just wanted to be a sportscaster. So when I got to uh, college, I majored in broadcast journalism. Uh, and um, University of Maryland, right? University of Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Maryland. I, I don't know. No, he, he's the Maryland guy. Okay. But gotcha. um, um, but I, uh, I, 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 I did all the mm-hmm. all the internships. I did all the campus radio. I did I did every I I. I uh, at, at the time, uh, University of Virginia basketball was hot because of Ralph Sampson. Oh yeah, was a couple of years ahead of me, and uh, and it was just it was just, it was just the time of my life being mm. in the middle of that. Okay, hey, hey Vern, stay stay with us two seconds. We're just going to cut to a quick commercial break, and we'll let you finish it off when you come back. All right, last trivia question: Who was the first NFL running back to finish the season with ten or more carries? And gain negative yards. Ooh. Ten or more oh. carries and gain negative yards. All wow. right, that's our trivia that's question. Good, you've got some good ones there. I've got some good ones I'm time. being stumped. I don't know about Uh-oh. Vernon. You're stumping me, man. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports <laughs> Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. 
When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's one 800 999 1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Vern Glenn. Uh, who was the first NFL running back to finish the season with 10 or more carries and gain negative yards? And it happened in the last couple of years. Okay, last couple of got any more hints? Uh, yes, Reggie Bush for the Bills in 2016. That's who it was. That's who it was. Oh, okay. How's that for a hint? Yeah, uh, 12, 12 rushes, negative three yards. What he got hurt and then went down. Or I something? don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that part. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, is, is that why Kim Kardashian left him? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Vern, uh. thirty seconds. Uh, you want to finish off your story? Uh, just, hey, just just for the young, so listening out there. I mean, just just to just to. Uh, all I can just say is, you know, you know, find your passion. It's a different animal these days, but but you must you must have the entire skill set. Yeah, the versatile. Yeah, edit, write, produce, and, just, and think like on your feet. You got to be able to master it all if you're going to make it in local TV today. Wow. There you go. Thanks, Vern. Always a pleasure to Vern, have you. Congratulations again, man. We'll see you soon at a game. As uh, a. <laughs> Well, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you in the trenches, man. All right, you boss. Got it. Talk yeah. to you soon. Probably running, to Vern, probably running to Vern out of the Giants game now that the uh, basketball season's over. over. Yes. Yeah, okay, here's our thoughts of the day. Be miserable or motivate yourself. Whatever has to be done, it's always your choice. That's very true. Right? Yeah. And the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Or go body surfing like I do five <laughs> days a week. No, I go three days a week. Let's see. Actually. The greatest weapon against stress is to go body surfing. Yeah, that yeah. sounds better. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. But it's true, though. We have the ability to choose one thought over, over yeah, another, don't we? We do. We can set it. As my wife always likes to say, you can create your own weather system. 
That, and, and most of us true. do. Most of us, if we want to be miserable, we'll be miserable. And we've said this before. And 5% of what happens to you, 95% of how you react to it. That's right. Unless you've got a, a mood disorder, you ha- are master of your own house there in terms of how you feel about things. And with that, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, your host. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Oh, so